Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast, special remote episode. Richard, Michael, and Jeff are social distancing from each other, as is their responsibility. <laughs> yeah, uh, you probably can guess, uh, were you to find this recording in the future, that this was recorded during the time of the coronavirus, uh, novel coronavirus quarantine. And I hope you're hearing this in either a safe place currently or a much, much uh, less um, uh, um, fearful and more healthy place in the future. Uh, my name is Jeff, and I'm joined as always by my good friends, Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. And Richard and Michael usually debate and deliberate uh, hotly and heatedly uh, the most ubiquitous to them aspects of any given topic. Uh, but now they're probably very simpatico with some points of view that they have as they are both parents and have been thrust into this uh, role that many people have recently, and that is a quarantine parent. So this is the Mount Rushmore of quarantine parenting. Um, Richard, well, you... All of all of my all of my hot takes are currently. Um, I can only get two of them at a time at the supermarket. Oh, <laughs> okay. So whatever here, whatever I give out here isn't well thought out and very limited. And also, it just might just be a can of just random vegetables. I don't know. I don't know what I grabbed. <laughs> um, I am not a parent. Um, I don't understand, or I probably I probably don't have that a lot to identify with. I have a cat that is very low maintenance. Um, so, um, my judgment <laughs> will thing, be very, same thing. yeah, same thing. My judgment will be very lenient, but, uh, as, uh, Richard, uh, his, uh, parenting numbers, uh, not just one, uh, lovely young daughter, but a fine young man, he's, he's got you beat two to one. So Richard's going to start Michael. Sure. Super. So my first one is the fact that we haven't killed each other yet. Oh, right. Wait, is that and good or bad? <laughs> Well, th that would that would limit the number of mouths we needed to feed, so that would be in theory a net positive. But um, I think that my first one is just keep lowering your expectations, setting the bar low for your parenting. Oh, <laughs> I think everyone thought like when this first started. First off, we didn't know how long it was going to go, so our our idea in our head for how long we'd have to do this was, I think, different than what the reality was. Mm -hmm. and then, secondly. I think we all had, the, I think a lot of us had ideas in our head like, oh, it'll be great. We'll get to spend time with our family and we'll play games and do arts and crafts. And that lasted about a day. Yeah. I think, I think about, about day two, day three is when we all realized, oh shit, this is what it's really like. Mm -hmm. um, so my first choice is just keeping the kids from killing each other. Yeah. And what I mean by that is very specifically, when this all first started, I think, you know, when we found out, hey, there's gonna be quarantines, kids are gonna be home from school, nobody knew how long this was gonna take. You know, I thought maybe it'd be a few weeks or maybe, you know, now it looks like it's the whole school year. Um, and I think that if you look at your, this is the kind of the classic, and we talked about this, I think, in one of our social media episodes, that you see other parents and what they're putting out on Instagram is, they're doing these incredible arts and crafts projects with their kids and look what we've made and we're doing all this independent study and boy, the kids are just loving learning every day. And it's like, I think for most of us, the reality is we're just trying to make sure the kids don't go feral. It's <laughs> really what the most important, they're alive. Nobody's killed each other. Nobody's burned down the house. 
and at some point you just need to set your expectations to a certain point yeah so i think i think that that's overall my first one is just i think we've all learned to lower our expectations and just be happy with with what we can do with our kids i think that there is like there was that initial moment where it was like, oh, good, I get to work from home. I don't have to go into the office. Sure, my kid will be running around. It'll be fine. We'll have a schedule. And then, as you said, you know, day and a half in, it's Lord of the Flies. And, yeah. you know, the cat's head is on a stick. And you're like, <laughs> ah, I was not ready for this. I was not ready for this. It really goes to show that, like, you can be a full-time parent or you can be employed full-time. Or you can maybe have a part-time job and take care of your kid half the time, but you can't do like all three of those jobs. No. And, and if you have like two parents that are working from home, like me and my wife, it is just like, we're ax and smash of demolition. And we're just tagging <laughs> in to like, see who is, go- who is going to like get this kid in a lovable headlock next. And like, he's, be- he's beating us. <laughs> All right, Michael, what's your first choice? Uh, my first choice is just the uh, inseparable combination of coffee and wind. <laughs> it just, it's, it starts. The yin and yang. It just starts. Every day. It just starts with coffee and coffee lasts a little bit longer, a little bit longer, a little bit longer. And then, you know, halfway through, it's just like, it's like, like I said, a tag team is just hands off to, oh, here comes that glass of wine. It's four o'clock. That's right. I don't, I don't normally have a glass of wine at four o'clock. I'm still working at four o'clock. You know, I'm driving home at four thirty. I'm picking up my kid and wrangling him, and it's just like it's that the coffee creep goes one way and the wine creep goes the other way, and at some point you just start feeling like uh, like a parody of an '80s stockbroker who's just using <laughs> uppers and downers to like to figure out how he's gonna fight this volatile market in his head and on the stock. On the, on the floor of Wall Street, and you're just like, oh my God, what is what is this day? I, I need something to get me up and then something to bring me down. And this is with one kid. I can't imagine with like two kids or more. Right, yeah. And, but he's, and- he's, 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 he's also like not the most independent kid because he's used to only being around us really on the weekends where he can like run wild with us and that's all the time we have with him aside from like, you know, right when he gets up and writes when he goes to bed. So like he's not used to all the changes and he's not used to uh, us having to, you know, pass him around all day. Wow. Uh, that's uh, coffee and wine. So Jeff, tell us about your, Jeff, tell us about your cat again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, about 4 a.m. she starts to want food and then you feed mm-hmm. her. And then about 15 minutes later, she's addicted to whipped cream. So she wants a little <laughs> dabble of whipped cream. And then nothing till about three in the afternoon. And then we got to feed her again. Pretty high maintenance, huh? My goodness. How are you doing it? <laughs> All right, Richard, have, you thought about getting, have you thought about getting an automatic cat feeder and just, just, <laughs> just getting rid of all parental responsibilities? That sounds pretty good. Uh, it will arrive on Amazon in March, March of 2021. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, Richard, what's your second choice? All right, my second one is actually a, a, a silver lining out of all of this. Um, I've got um, one of the things that with my son, Simon, who is not quite eight yet, um, is that he has PE that he's supposed to be doing every day. Now they're pretty loose with what it's supposed to be. It could be yoga. They give you some, lots of different 
app-like options that you can go on online and kind of get exercises. But what he has decided that he likes to do for his PE are two things. One, he likes to go outside and play catch with me. And he never played catch with me before. But like if I, had, I, I can't imagine suggesting, hey, let's go have a throw. And yeah. he'd be, oh, sure. Like he had no interest in that. Suddenly now this is what he wants to do every day at noon. Okay, it's time for time for my PE. Let's go outside and throw the ball around. Oh. And, and then the other thing is we've been going back on Pokemon walks lately. All right. Which, uh, you know, back to the golden age of like 2017. You know, <laughs> back when the world was somewhat sane. Mm-hmm. That's funny. That's cute. All right, um, uh, Winfield. Well, that kind of dovetails into my pick, which is I am thankful we have an indoor kid. Uh. <laughs> I do not have one of those uh, kids. You know, F- Felix is going on three in just a couple of months, but he's not w- someone who is so desperate to be outdoors all the time. He doesn't uh, want to bike ride. He doesn't want to, you know, he likes to go to the park and on the playground, but that's kind of all closed down. But this kid is just into stickers and his books and reading and playing with his characters and doing things around the house and kind of always has been. So I feel like even though, you know, he's looking for an attention that he can't quite get, like I can't imagine if I had a kid that was just bouncing off the walls because they can't get out onto their trampoline or go out to their soccer practice or go out to do their, you know, assigned PE thing. He doesn't, you know, he definitely misses the physicality of running around at his daycare at his school. But like, man, I just, I feel so lucky that like, I don't know. It's, it's, he's definitely a kid that is a quote indoor kid. And, you know, maybe that's just part of like, you know, him growing up in an apartment and he's just used to it sort of thing. We don't have like a backyard. We have like a small balcony that he can go outside on, but like, I don't know this parenting while having to keep your kids indoors, I imagine is so difficult for so many people. You don't and, think it's um, because you sang Morrissey songs to him in utero that he's an indoor kid. The little, well, listen, when I, when he, I do put him down for a nap or uh, to sleep at night, I will sing. Um, uh, some girls are bigger than others. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he gets, um, uh, uh, sing me to sleep. Coma. Sing me to sleep. <laughs> He also get um, Judy and the Dream of Horses by uh, Bill and Sebastian. <laughs> um, so you know, probably <laughs> if he joins up, uh, grows up to join the Dark Parade, then or the Black Parade, then we'll know. Uh, okay, so we are at our halftime, and uh, you got time on your hand, folks. Uh, you got time on your hands to go back and listen to the back catalog of the Mount Rushmore podcast. And you're probably looking at social media 24-7, so you would have an opportunity to go out there and join us in the dialogue. Let us know what you think about that back catalog, if you didn't already give stars or whatever in iTunes or whatever the reader is now. And uh, But you, you could t- tell us uh, what new episodes we could uh, discuss, like the wine-coffee ratio. What's the exact ratio <laughs> of that? What to do with an indoor kid? Um, any any given topic, we'd love to debate it. Uh, so we invite you to uh, get in the dialogue on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and join us and let us know what you think. And and especially and especially since it it feels like we're going to be doing a lot more 
prescient episodes or more recording weekly rather than being able to get together and kind of gang record episodes it would be like anything topical i think would be good for us since i mean all of my attention is i i'm <laughs> i love you two guys but i'm not thinking <laughs> about you guys or this podcast at all i'm i'm definitely uh if we were had done that much more of like conspiracies i'm really really curious about how zoom took off for everybody it's like right up there with tiger king Zoom oh, yeah. and Tiger King are just hand in hand taking over everybody at the same at the same moment. Yeah. Zoom hit like Toffee Faye hit in my uh <laughs> school, high school senior. No, like Toblerone. Zoom hit like Toblerone hit in my high school. Like all of a sudden every kid See, needed. For, for me it was Zima. But, Zima. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so we are in our third round. Richard gets to uh let us know what his third choice is. So one of the things, I think my third choice is the things that you don't realize will be out of stock. Oh. Um, I'm the designated hunter-gatherer slash shopper in my family. Same here. Um, right when the uh, quarantine, back in, when it was that in-between stage where everyone's like, basically you should stay inside. We all knew the quarantine was coming, but it hadn't officially been announced yet. Um, I remember... My daughter, who's almost 13, loves to bake, and she had decided that was something that she'd like to do while she's in, kind of stuck inside. And my son likes to bake, too. Um, so we thought, oh, great, we'll go get some baking stuff. Went to the store. No flour, no yeast. Uh. Now, I've been able to find flour a couple of times since then on my various trips. Um, I have yet to really find yeast anywhere. Mm-hmm. Richard, I've got three packets, and if you're willing to to go do some black market yeast trading, for <laughs> let's find out what else is in your stock. We'll see what's going on. I've got toilet paper. Is all I'm. Ooh, I'm I'm fine so, there. So yeah, so it's a it's if you would have asked me it, in in if we're in some sort of hoarding situation, would yeast be one of the things that would people would be making a run on? I wouldn't have said that. No, but here we are. I'm surprised. I, I do. I haven't used yeast since the '80s, and I had one of those little baking machine things that baked the bread overnight. Sure. Yeah, I had one of those too. Yeah. But uh, my brother-in-law came over to borrow flour, and I've heard more people comment that flour and yeast and baking stuff is gone. I just never use it. Yeah, the shelves are like completely like emptied out of flour and yeast and and a lot of the baking stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess people are like my daughter and my wife and my son. They're just at home with nothing else to do and baking is a way to kind of kind of keep your hands busy and something to do and also you know have food to stuff in your mouth as you're depression eating oh yeah i think that i think that too that first the first kind of week like i think hit everybody and hit shelves and hit it was like such a shock that things were just not there that you're so used to being there you're so used to just getting any sort of loaf of bread of any type of any grain that you wanted and then you walk into a store on a you know that thursday or that friday of two weeks ago or whatever it was and you couldn't find you know a half round of san francisco sourdough and you're just Mm -hmm. like i don't understand how my world is falling apart now (laughs) like what (laughs) am i going to do for my precious breakfast sandwiches on saturday morning but like so i think people naturally uh kind of uh evolve to well i can just make it myself so then the 
the Fleischmann's uh, self-rising yeast run goes on and ev- everyone starts thinking that they can just start baking their bread that they're missing. Yet, right. you know, give it a couple of weeks and the bread comes back. And, the, you know, we, I've gone shopping twice and you just, I've just gone early enough and I've had no trouble finding just about anything. Yeah. You just have to time it. You just have to figure it out. You just have to put the, the effort into shopping. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tough, Winfield, third choice. Uh, my third choice is, boy, teachers aren't paid enough. <laughs> I mean, I think that was just kind yeah. of a const. I think that was a pretty. That's also my third, by the way. Or my fourth, by the way. So it, I think that was like, I think that was pretty well established and has been for the history of teachers. But when you're in a role that you're not used to and you're supposed to be an educator as well as a parent, those are two different things. And there's a, what almost made my, my cut but didn't was just the word patience. <laughs> Because there has to be a patience with teachers, especially for my toddler. You know, we're doing these Zoom meetings as well with like his his daycare, his his school, and the kids are just bananas. And I, they're not paying attention. They're just the cameras on them, and they don't know what to do. And they're just screaming at each other. And the teachers trying to read. I mean, you know, this is this is a daycare, and this is for kids, you know, five and under. And, you know, she's trying to read one story and do one lesson. And it's just, wow, it is so it, difficult. And she doesn't show any of like the signs of like frustration that, that uh, me or my wife show. Like, we're just like pulling at our own hair to get him to look at it like an iPad. And like, I can't imagine what it's like to have 12 of these little kids in, you know, one room with a few teachers just trying to get them to Oh my God, these people need to be making so much more money. Yeah, no, I, uh, it doesn't get any better when they get older. I can tell you that. I know my yeah. son, his second grade, his, uh, they have their, they've moved their Monday or their, their morning meeting. They have a couple of times a week at least now. And it's an hour with the teacher and as many kids who want to show up. And it is just chaos. Like you said, it is the teacher, you know, trying like today they tried to play 20 questions and so you had like 15, eight, seven and eight year olds all shouting answers simultaneously. Then she'd have to mute everybody, try and get them to go one at a time, unmute them. And then just a, a cacophony of noise coming back on yeah. the other end to the point where Simon is frustrated with these meetings because he can't actually say anything because everyone else is yammering on so much and just screaming and pointing at the camera and waving and making silly noises and stuff like that. So it, it has definitely opened our eyes to who Felix is trying to impress at his school. Cause he's <laughs> just sitting there and he's like, David K, David K, David, David K, look, look. And then he pretends to fall down and he stands up. He's like, David K, look, 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 <laughs> he hits himself in the head with a stick. David David K and you're just Wait, like oh is, my god is David K some sort of cult leader or something? <laughs> I'm a little concerned here. What's going he on? A tiny, here? He has yeah. a he has a tiny um black mustache and a big okay. red jumpsuit, and uh, <laughs> the baby messiah they call him. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting weird out there. But like, <sighs> oh, you know what I give him more this, money. This is what I say about about the first time I tried to sit in on one of those meetings. Yeah. It was like this. 
Oh, on a related note, I found a soundboard that I can play while we're doing these meetings. So my end of things are going to get way more exciting for the next few weeks and months and however long we're doing this. I can't see where this is going to be a problem at all. Whoa, whoa, hey, oh, it's me, Woody. Oh, good. During the the 19... The one person that has experience during the 1918 um, flu pandemic. You guys got it easy. Oh, my... I hear you complaining about being parents during, what is this, the coronavirus? They call it the novel coronavirus. Oh, my God, more like a short story. You're going to get through this just fine. I had to take care of three young daughters, and I got the Spanish flu at Par- in Paris during peace talks for World War I. You go there, you try to make peace, you eat some croissants, you smoke some Galios, whatever cigarettes, and I catch the Spanish flu. Uh, these I'm going to your I'm going to your Wikipedia page just to see what accent this what is. From- <laughs> <laughs> um, my 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 daughters, my three wonderful daughters. You know, every day it's Daddy. Can you reboot the hoop and stick game? <laughs> Daddy, we want to slide on a block of ice. Daddy. Uh, the cup and ball game broke the string. You know these kids and all their toys. So high maintenance. And, uh, you know, at their, their teachers, you know, they got that new fancy blackboard chalkboard thing that you have to do all the book learning. They want to pass me the chalkboard. And I'm supposed to correct all their, their homework. Uh, they haven't invented erasers yet, though. <laughs> they haven't. No. So I got to wet, wet my tie and rub off the chalkboard. But they do they get their all their calculations wrong. So you guys hang in there. It's all gonna be fine. The Thank practice, you, Mr. President. Yes. Practice uh, right. practice good hygiene. Bathe once a year. <laughs> good hygiene. And pour some pour whiskey all over your body if you need to. Uh, oh well. We're already I'm, I'm well ahead of you on that one, Mr. President. <laughs> so we're good. All right, gentlemen. Woody out. Got- oh, yeah. What was it? <laughs> no, no. See you, you later, Woody. Test me on my Wikipedia. <laughs> what were the names of your daughters? I don't know. Woody out. Oh, hey, guys. I'm back. Oh, hey, good. Jeff. How's hey, Jeff. <laughs> You'll never believe what happened. <laughs> I probably won't. No, probably I'll, not. I'll listen to the podcast. So I'll find out. What's your fourth, Richard? Oh, that was my fourth. We agreed on that one. Oh, we did. Okay. What's your We're in final? agreement that teachers are... are, are Whatever they're paid should be paid five times that much. Yes. Yeah. Very essential workers. That is for darn sure. Uh, Winfield, wrap it up. My last one, and this is the most frivolous, but I can't listen to podcasts. I have no time. I have no time. They're stacking up. Yeah. There is just, I can't, I, you know, this coronavirus um, was sent by God or as we call her, Gaia, to rid the world of climate change deniers, of baby boomers, of Trump voters, and of podcasters, because no one is listening to podcasts, because they can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either, the sing- either all the single people that don't have kids are still listening to podcasts, but no parents are, mm-hmm. because there is just, I, 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 I can get through nine minutes of a podcast when I walk my dog, and the rest of the time it's working and fighting off my toddler for attention 
and trying to entertain him and play with him and then going back to work and trying to work for 30 minutes while my wife steps in and then I step in and just like, you know, it's the, it's the death of free time as we know it. And I did, you don't realize how much free time at work is spent kind of engaging with music or podcast or whatever. And it's just, cause I can't just put on a podcast and listen to it around the house. Cause like you know, my wife is doing stuff and Felix is doing stuff. It's just like, that, that makes no sense for, to hear, you know, yeah. the history of the Russian revolution. Yeah. And it's just getting stacked up and it's, it's funny how much, how much of time I invest daily and weekly into like this audio platform. And it's all just like, mm-hmm. I just don't have time for it. And it's weird. It's yeah. weird. It's great that we've gotten together to do this. I'm so happy yeah, that too. no one's going to listen to it as yeah. per usual, but like <laughs> right. even less so. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, thank you very much for your very enlightened choices. And um, I feel for you dudes, if you ever want to, um, uh, if you ever want to drop your kids off in my backyard, um, Go ahead and do it. I will stay six feet or more away from them. They can run around, and um, you had that restraining order already. Yeah, right. So <laughs> just true. easy enough to deal with. Yeah, yeah my ankle brace that will be buzzing the whole time. Um, uh, but you know what? I'm going to give you each four, and then an extra one for saying how important teachers are as essential workers. So um, there's no losers this episode. We'll get back to the losing next time. All uh, right. I want to thank uh, those who did listen, and I want to apologize for the sound quality, but I want to tell them, if you think this sound quality is bad, <laughs> listen to the first episode of the Mount Rushmore podcast. Um, and I uh, uh, want to invite you guys. Uh, Michael made a great point, and Richard, I think, seconded it. You know, we're out. We're going to be doing these every week, if not, who knows, maybe more if we're tearing our hair out. So we'll be going in real time with you. If you make a suggestion on Facebook, We'll, re- we'll address it that week. Um, this has been the Mount Rushmore of quarantine parenting. I, as always, am Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. 